0: Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew.
1: And I'm Emily.
0: And today we're going to talk about stuff and things. And things?
1: things? Oh, yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah, lots of stuff, lots of things. (laughs) We've got many things to talk about.
1: We're off to a great start.
0: Well, I think probably more accurately, we've got a few things to talk about. I think this is going to end up being a little bit of a shorter episode, which I'm down with.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, last week's, um, well, It will have been uh, quite a long one, so just trying to even it out a little bit, I suppose. Yeah. And a bit of a heavy one, but that was a fun episode.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, well, to kick things off in a more traditional sense, I am having a glass of red wine.
1: Uh Uh-huh. I'm
0: feeling, feeling extra classy today.
1: What kind of red wine?
0: Uh, this is a, this is a red blend of, I think it's Cabernet and Shiraz, about 50-50. Aww. It's nothing to write home about, but there's nothing terribly offensive about it. The nose is a little bit, I it doesn't, I don't like how the nose comes off, but the, it, it lands on the palate nicely.
1: Good. So, yeah.
0: For are not terribly expensive bottle of wine. I've got nothing to complain about. It's a nice, easy sipper.
1: Better than two buck truck.
0: Yes, that is <laughs> that is good for sangria, uh, maybe, but and yeah. only if you plan on overdoing how many cinnamon sticks or whatever, whatever type of sangria you're looking at making.
1: <sighs> uh, typically, I'm not, but uh, that's good to know.
0: Uh, that's not really my cup of tea. Or yeah, I get that. Tea.
1: Well, I'm not drinking two buck chuck either. Um, I have some whiskey, a bottle of Joseph Magnus I got a few years ago. Um, It's a prohibition era recipe. and It's really nice, but I was going to open it and it has sort of the little cork pop off thing. Right, right. And like the cork ripped right out of it. It was so sad.
0: Well, I think that means it's ruined.
1: Oh, don't say that. I got the rest of the cork out without it, like, disintegrating into the bottle, and I put a wine bottle stopper in there.
0: Well, I mean, it w- it's not the worst thing to have to pour it through a strainer. No, so. it's not. It looks a little strange, and I probably wouldn't do that if I was working as a bartender, but the good <laughs> news is I, I don't work as a bartender. You would do no, that I under the my... bar
1: where nobody can see it.
0: Well, how did you know about that? So well,
1: I have new things to talk about.
0: You do. Okay, well, hit I me with it.
1: I do. I finally finished my purple mustang.
0: Oh, fun. The, yeah. Is that the one you did with the dog hair?
1: Yeah, the purple dog hair with the white grain filler. Yeah. You
0: no, know, for some reason I thought you'd finished that a while ago. I guess I didn't realize you you hadn't finished it.
1: No, um there had been some issues with the tailpiece. So I had to get a new um like bridge system. Um put that in there, because uh it just it wouldn't turn so uh I, I don't know if you're familiar. I'm sure you're familiar with mustang bridges or at least the traditional ones kind of go over and under, so the string right. has to wrap under uh, for right, the vibrato right. and uh since the bridge wouldn't adjust up or down, I couldn't get all the i could the strings wouldn't fit underneath it, so I just I just bought a new one.
0: wow, that's a. Uh... That's a unique challenge. I can't say I've ever heard of that one before.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't turn with whatever hex key is required. And yeah, I, I don't know. It was a really cheap kit. Like, um, So I got a wiring harness just for the switches from Gun Street Wiring because I was very intense on a purple guitar with like a perloid pick guard. So I bought one and the wiring harness that the kit had come with is when I realized that... Um, the kit had two-way switches, and Mustangs are supposed to have three, three-way 3 switches. Right, it's
0: a three-way switch.
1: Yeah, so um, the switches, you know, w- one would have been just incorrect. It, two, didn't fit on the new guard, so I um, had Gun Street uh, wire me up some switches and wire the rest together and then um, the gun shoot wiring was so robust compared to the crap that it came with that uh, the, the pick guard almost doesn't stay on. Oh, no. Yeah. And um, I bought some really cheap Mustang pickups on Reverb. And uh, you've heard them. How would you describe them?
0: You have a classic case of what's uh, commonly referred to as microphonic pickups. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's not ideal, but it sounds kind of awesome in my, in my mind.
0: That's very much like a Jack White mentality. I I swear the way he's playing, sometimes it sounds microphonic. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's just um, a real angry little uh, garage punk guitar. And that's always what I think what it was meant to be. So when, when I noticed that, um, I was like, you know, uh, this is fine. <laughs>
0: You know, if you ever if you ever feel like being adventurous, there are ways to fix the microphonic thing. My understanding is, and I, by all means, I could be corrected on this. I could be totally off, but my understanding is, microphonic is just a result of the pickups not being potted all the way, um, and potting means uh, the wax. When, the wax, yeah, because all pickups are dipped in wax.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna stress on it, but I am gonna ask Curtis.
0: Curtis Lamberton is a wealth of knowledge on these sorts of matters and also just a gentleman and a scholar.
1: Yes, yes, he is. Um, Yeah, so that was the big thing, finally getting that guitar playable um, because it's been so long. I've been so busy with uh, freelance work that I hadn't had time to finish any of these mini projects. It's like this time of year, I tend to get like start a lot of things and then traditionally um that's uh i get busier in the summer so i like have two months of the year where i get really excited and have all this free time and start things and then the rest of the year traditionally has just been um a a nine to five and then a five to nine and then go to bed
0: it's quite the uh the seasonal change
1: yeah i'm changing that this year i'm not doing as much freelance work because i i've realized that Having free time is super cool.
0: Yeah, I hear it's recommended.
1: It's really yeah. nice. I, I, I'd i so. forgotten. Yeah,
0: yeah, I definitely, I start to go the opposite of stir crazy. I can only do so much work before I start to kind of just shut down and I need to have some free time, some relaxing time. I think mm-hmm. there's something very incredibly necessary uh, and even spiritual about having some free time and rest.
1: Yeah. And I think that it's so easy to forget that. And, you know, it's one thing, it's one thing to like, do like be playing the guitar. Like I can do that with, you know, th- any 30 minutes here or there, but, um, like the dog hair finish on that Mustang, it took me at least four hours and, um, it kind of, some, some of the, some parts were like, you could take a break and then sometimes it's just best to get in the zone and and do that and then you just start to stress about like everything you have to do to the point where um like the small tasks that you look forward to seem really e- exhausting and impossible or even small tasks that you aren't necessarily looking forward to like going to the tailor or going to the dentist um it just seems I a little going insurmountable going
0: to the tailor
1: yeah I have to go to the ta- I do have to go to the tailor I bought a jacket that I thought was really nice, and then I I put it on. I asked Rick what he thought, um, my husband what he thought, and he said, "Are you starting a band?" I'm like, oh, <laughs> I guess you don't think I should wear this to the grocery store.
0: It's it's a movement.
1: It's a movement. People are going to think it's a movement.
0: No one had the audacity to say that to Prince.
1: <laughs> you don't tell Prince nothing. Well, there was a oh, time yeah. when just little little Prince just wearing jeans and a denim jacket around Minneapolis.
0: That's a strange thought. Just yeah. your average city kid.
1: Prince in jeans is a weird thought. Also Elvis Costello in jeans is a weird thought because he always wears suits.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I could ever be a suit guy.
1: Oh no. Hell no.
0: It it, it doesn't suit me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um so what's new with you, Andrew?
0: Well, uh just going through a little bit of spring cleaning and some gear. I uh I realized that I've had a lot of George L's cables that I haven't used in quite a while, Uh, because like a year, year and a half ago, uh, I used an Amazon gift card and bought a uh, big bag of pancake cables. And I had some um, spare cabling laying around that didn't have any plugs for it. So I made a bunch of DIY pancakes and I just haven't had need for the, the George L's for forever. And so I was kind of going through some stuff and realized, oh, I haven't used these for a while. If I'm not going to use them, maybe someone else can. So I I threw them up for reverb. It was, uh, and they sold within like three hours. I'm almost wondering if I underpriced them. I know I underpriced them. I did so intentionally, um, partially because like used solderless cables can be a hard sell. Yeah. Um, I know I'd be hesitant unless it was like for a really good price. Um, But yeah, it sold pretty quickly and yeah, it's a lot of 22 plugs and I've probably got eight to 10 feet of cabling of different lengths. Ooh. So that's, that's 11 patches. Yeah. I think I sold them for like 80 bucks. Nice. Yeah. Good for you, you man.
1: I've not had any success selling very many things lately.
0: Well, my, my other two things I'm selling. I'm selling uh, my cab simulator, which uh, isn't at all the kind of thing that I'm selling because I don't like it. Uh, it's That definitely falls into the category of uh, I don't need it and I haven't been playing out live for a while. And um, if I'm just recording at home, honestly, for, in terms of cab sims go, I can get decent enough cab sim sounds out of my dock. And so why do I need to have this $200 cab sim laying around? That's yeah, kind that's of my fair.
1: thought. Yeah.
0: And if I ever change my mind, it's not like the price on them is, it's not like they're suddenly going to become obscure. It's a Iconic Class. There's plenty of them out in the market. So if I ever want to pick up another one, I could save up and get it again. But I've got yeah. other things I've got my eyes on and that's just not, I, I there's other things I'd rather have. So I'm mm-hmm. making the responsible choice. I'm selling off things that I don't technically need and, and kind of just doing the traditional t- the flip thing. So.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I have a lot of things that I would just love to love to move. Just so many delay pedals. So many dirt pedals.
0: So, but yeah, I mean other than that there's not a whole lot that's gone on too new. I since i did the the Jazzmaster yeah. I began with the new backplate and the treble bleed. Nice. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that new backplate. Those are pretty oh, cool, plate. right?
0: Yeah, I am really, really stoked with how it looks.
1: Yeah. So let's let me look up just to make sure I get their name right. Um, Blacktail black Works.
0: Bell. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They made us some custom get offset uh, backplates, and they are they're beautiful.
0: They hooked us up. It was great.
1: Yeah. So what, sweethearts Indeed. Yeah, so um, like I was thinking about buying one anyway when I saw they had a Sasquatch, which I'm into. Um, but they're pretty affordable. And just it's that nice little like secret thing that you have that, that nobody else does and that el- nobody else knows about. So it, it, I think that's fun, personally.
0: I agree. Well, it's definitely like a nice little personalized bit of things and i'm definitely a fan of the personalized little bits of aesthetic yeah scattered amongst my gear that just and reminds me that it's me
1: yeah and it's a non-destructive mod like non-permanent mod if you oh, yeah that if you feel like you can't commit to anything major and it comes to personalizing a guitar a, a backplate's a nice little thing to do
0: well and heck even uh because my jazz master has the fender vintage tuners on them and those are so easy to take the strings off and put the same set of strings right back on.
1: Oh, yeah. I love those.
0: And so I actually, I didn't even swap out the strings the last time I did this because they still have some life in them. I just, I, I popped off the strings, took off the neck, um, replaced it. I uh, did the neck adjustment, put them back on, and it's perfectly fine.
1: Yeah. Oh, God, I love vintage tuners. They're so underrated.
0: They really are. And every time I pick up one of my fenders that's got those, installed and i'm like wow is this thing still in tune and sure enough still in tune yeah
1: yeah and then they don't you don't you don't get poked with the ends of the strings
0: that part's also really nice it's just always really awkward though when you're going to put on a new set of strings and you accidentally cut it slightly too short and you have that panic moment of like i don't know is this gonna is this gonna stay put yeah the first time i strum
1: i tend to err on the side of leaving too much
0: i mean but then it just looks so messy
1: Oh, no you just gotta you just have to apply tension the whole time and it and it winds up really nice and, and taut and all in a line
0: well why don't we go ahead and hop into to our topic since we're talking about our guitars that we love dearly
1: <laughs> all right
0: With this is shorter episode we're gonna hop into a nice 15 15 minute little discussion surrounded around the topic of naming guitars because yeah, that's something that some folks have many different opinions on.
1: Yes. Do you? Okay, I'm going to be honest. Most of my guitars don't have names beyond uh, just complete descriptors of what they are. Such as? Um, black Jazz Master. Oh. White Tenor. <laughs> Red Tenor. <laughs> um, pink one.
0: I'll just come over here and get the pink one, Dan.
1: <laughs> oh, the pink one's my favorite. I love the pink one. No, um, but I do have um one exception. And uh, my white Jazzmaster, I sometimes call white lightning because of the guitar strap. But that doesn't really have anything to do with the guitar. Hmm. I don't know. Is that
0: weird? I mean... You're not the first person that I've met that doesn't name their guitars. I,
1: okay, I got to say, I didn't name my stuffed animals either. So maybe I just don't like naming things.
0: Well, I mean, being a soci- sociopath brings its own set of challenges. So good luck. Uh, Thank you. No, I'm I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> it means no, a lot I, to I, me.
1: <laughs> Your encouragement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm being harsh. Uh, no, I, I do name uh, all my guitars. I've got a couple of guitars that I've had for less than a year that I haven't gotten a naming. Um, and that's for a whole different set of reasons uh, that I'm, I, it just hasn't come to me yet. But for on the whole, every other one of my guitars has a name and some sort of inside meaning to it. Uh, and some are more obvious than others. For instance, my Strat copy. Uh-huh. So I've got a cheap little import Strat. Uh, you can tell it's an import strat one because the headstock, and two, uh, one of the things that st- jumps out is like, oh, that's cringy. Is the actually the backplate on it, it the the four screw holes for the neck joint are not even remotely squared. It's like a trapezoid, <laughs> <laughs> but like not in an obvious way. It's just it's not that it doesn't have right angles and they're not very well done. It kind of <laughs> just looks like they they threw on the neck joint or Aww. put the neck in the joint. And they took a drill and haphazardly screwed in four holes.
1: ball um,
0: but it's it's the the brand name is Harmonia that's on the headstock. And so that one is named Harmony.
1: Oh, that's so lazy. That's like when my great-grandmother named her cat blackie because it was black.
0: Well, it's it's also funny. So there's there's a little bit more backstory, because when I was in college um, I forget what the bet was, but my roommate at the time had this really nice mandolin that I liked. And mandolin might be the one folk instrument that I actually have an affinity for, uh, personally. I know. it's I, I'm very picky with my instruments that I like. But uh, he had a mandolin that I liked, and I I can't remember the name of it or what the bet was. There's some sort of bet, and I won the bet. And I think he had named his mandolin melody. Or something like that and I won the bet and I was like okay well I can't wait to have harmony and he's like wouldn't give me I don't think he thought I was serious about like winning it like a thousand dollar mandolin in a bet oh and so he never gave it to me I wasn't that worried about it because I didn't actually yeah I didn't actually expect him to follow through on it uh, that's his prerogative I would have been rather shocked if he had actually given it to me but I kept joking like hey so uh, when are you gonna give me uh, give me harmony and he got it was like would get under his skin cuz he named it melody. It was just one of those super dumb college things. And so after college I got this guitar after college and I saw the name on it. It's like, "You know what? I think I finally found my harmony."
1: Aw, you could have just bought a so, harmony.
0: I could have. Like that's a little but- that's
1: a little confusing to me. I'm going to be I'm going to be honest.
0: It's it's a very weird strange convoluted story and most of my guitars are named as such. It's a it's a little marker in time for me in a very weird nostalgic kind of way. Yeah. Which really doesn't bode well for the day that I'll eventually need to start selling some of these off to make room.
1: Yeah, I get that. I feel like that's another reason to to not name guitars. It's like in the old days like people didn't always name their children right away just in case.
0: That's a little morbid. But also not unwarranted.
1: Yeah. A little darker.
0: (laughs) Like my wine. Um, like
1: your wine.
0: No, I mean, I'm very aware that it's a nostalgic impulse that's bound to get me in trouble someday. But I don't know. There's something about it. But um, something that has struck me strange, I didn't even realize I was doing it until a few years ago, is that I think every single one of my guitars – has a female name.
1: Oh.
0: And it's something that I just kind of always took for granted. I always. Anytime I heard someone who named their guitar. It was always a female name. and That's just kind of something I picked up on. Subconsciously. And oh. for me it's not ever like. Kind of like a creepy thing. It's just like. It's, oh like. It's a she. I don't know.
1: It's. It's. It's kind of creepy. I'm going to be honest. I think it's a little weird. I think like. This weird fetishization. Of. Uh, guitars and women and it's just weird to me it's just it's not like something i'm ever going to make a big deal of but yeah i think it's pretty weird
0: yeah i think it can definitely get there um i i've definitely started a question in the last few years and i don't think i'm ever going to rename these just because they were named at a specific point in time and never is it done so in like a weird kind of creepy sort of manner it's always been some there's always i've got weird stories behind all of them and it's just kind of a personal thing for me but yeah um i i'm do you call I'm do consider- you call them she you know i i don't um
1: yeah because i think that's even weirder it's
0: like oh that's my guitar like oh that's um let's see. let me run through the the names i've got here i've got this is gonna sound really strange and weird and i i completely admit that this sounds really weird when it's out of context um and that's why i've like started to scratch my head over the last couple of years like wait why do i do that um, but I've got, uh, I've got Harmony. Uh-huh. I have Ashley. I have Catherine? Oh, I have Moana. Huh. And I have um, Helga. Ah. Oh. All very, all. Oh, and Victoria. I forgot about Victoria. I oh, I can't her...
1: forget about Victoria. Oh.
0: That, uh, Victoria's my Epiphone SG.
1: What's your uh, jazz master?
0: That's the one I haven't named yet. Oh. Um, my jazz master, my Ibanez, which. Coincidentally, are my two favorite guitars as of right now.
1: Why don't you just name the Jazzmaster Jeff so then it'll be like Jazzy Jeff?
0: I'm waiting for a good story to come out for the two of them. And (laughs) um, I'm thinking I might this time around just very intentionally at least make it gender neutral, if not a masculine name. Yeah. Yeah. I Like even just like me saying this out loud on the air makes me go, yeah, that sounds kind of weird. I don't know.
1: (laughs) It does sound kind of weird. Like – I think about the things I have named like houseplants it's always been as a very like aggressively as a joke um and then they're named after typically like literary characters like oh that's Mr Darcy and that's Jane Eyre
0: right right not the same I, um,
1: not the same like world but yes that's it My Sinjin. car is named Pacha My car is named Dora cuz it's an Explorer Oh
0: that's that's Oddly intuitive.
1: (laughs) My last car was named Betty the Ford. Get it?
0: No? I don't get it.
1: (laughs) Betty Ford was was a first lady of Gerald Ford's wife. Oh, goodness. And then she has that, um, she was a big uh, addiction recovery component a proponent oh my gosh component (laughs) probably a component of a lot of people's addiction recovery because there's the Betty Ford Center
0: I I applaud you for your knowledge of history that I don't also possess
1: oh I always name snowmen after presidents
0: so you do name things
1: so I always have like I do but they're always like themed in in a way or like specific person like snowman is president's I just think that's really funny. Like, here's my snowman, Chester Arthur. Here's my houseplant, Jay Bruce.
0: And that really large snowman over there, that's thats William Taft.
1: He got stuck in a bathtub. <laughs> Ooh, Taft.
0: Bet he wished it was summer then.
1: He's from Cincinnati.
0: <laughs> well, that might explain some things, but. Oh. Um, ha ha i just. um
1: I, all the you know, cincinnatians I, who listen to this are gonna get you
0: they may feel free to do so and i will just offer to commiserate over our mutually bad football teams
1: uh you are a chargers fan
0: i i am yeah
1: on <sighs> the Bengals have uh i think last time i actually paid attention to a. Bengals playoff game. It was when they lost to the Chargers.
0: Well, that doesn't sour things at all. Um, well, anyways, to get back to the 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 topic at hand here, I do think something that we can all agree on is that referring to, I think intentionally choosing female names and like referring to your guitars as she can very quickly and very easily come off as very unnecessarily creepy. And that, that I'm not so much of a fan of.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of like... Uh- a a better kind of word for that be because um it is just the fetishization of of the instrument and of women and that's that's like super weird like have you have you seen posts about guys talking about like oh i can't wait to take this baby home and give her a run through and like just like an increasingly weird language like that like that's a, and right, that's another right. thing that when you talk when you want to think about like the things that low-key make women uncomfortable in like guitar and gear world that's one of them and that's one that I don't think women bring up as much because it can be seen as like petty and like what do you care what someone else calls his guitar um and like it's just I think it's weird it's uncomfortable um and I feel the same way about like people who do it to cars, like people do it to a lot of like inanimate objects and it's never not kind of weird. Seriously, like never, not a little weird. And the, you know, if if someone can find an example of that, that I think is not weird, holler at me. I'm very curious.
0: I definitely think there's an element of, uh, for lack of better words, perviness that can come into a lot, with, especially some of the comments I've seen in forums or things that I heard when I was working in a guitar shop. Some of the things I'd hear from some of our clients uh, just downright made me feel uncomfortable. And I've stuff. made
1: her wail all night long. You could have should have heard how I made this girl scream and they're talking about a guitar or a murder victim. I don't know.
0: Or ACDC lyrics. We really have no idea, but- <laughs> No, I just I think I think it, it, the very bare minimum, if we're we're taking it into that territory, I think that's where we've definitely crossed the line of where that's really weird. And I don't think that's in any sort of manner that we should refer to guitars, I think.
1: I don't think we, think we should talk about women that way either, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like that kind of thing, like, oh, gosh, like, oh, man, I don't know. It's like it's 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 almost a caricature of locker room talk but it's how people really do talk sometimes and it's it's so freaking weird
0: right right so i'm not i don't know if i can uh all out say that like anyone naming anything that a name that happens to be female is automatically like you, we jump to the conclusion that it's super weird and pervy and partially that's because i don't know i, I i've done that but
1: I mean, I guess um, it's a little bit less the naming because I know that boats do traditionally have a a woman's name and I don't think that's a bad thing. I I think what's worse than like naming guitars after women or naming uh, inanimate objects after women is the aggressive like use of female pronouns and then also combining that with, with graphic sexual language or even like Right, right. Innuendous. Like that's when it gets that's that's I should clarify that's when I think it gets kind of weird, and right, right. and it it gets into also just the general idea of like maybe you just shouldn't tell people what makes you tingly in your pants unless they ask, and that's kind of like that's that's part that's definitely part of it.
0: Right, and this also applies to like other other bits of gear like i I feel like we mentioned this on an earlier episode but something that really stood out to me as a really unnecessarily gross and graphic way to describe a pedal board that someone posted the picture of uh the the underside yeah that he um it's like oh let's see those upskirt photos like let's see what and i was like no that's that that no i don't want to ever think about my pedal like that's yeah. just so unnecessary. I and don't it's, know. They just...
1: It's like, it's, it's language that is like, uh, quite literally a crime against women because it's, it's not illegal in every state to take an upskirt photo of a woman without her permission, which I think is uh, stupid um, and ridiculous and wow. But it's, it's very aggressive and voyeuristic and um, just like kind of using that sort of language that, uh, sexual harassment-esque language is something that we just need to think about. And and I know we've talked about before um, how often and easy it is to just say things without thinking about the deeper meaning behind them. And if there's one thing that I want to kind of dedicate my life to is that people start to think about the meaning behind the the phrases that they use without thinking. And that's a prime right, right. example.
0: So like, I'm not going to tell someone that they can't name their guitar a certain way, but at least- Oh, absolutely like, not if if us bringing this up gets someone to at least sit down and consider it and be more mindful of it mm-hmm. great so that's that's all I want people listening to this podcast to do is if you name your if you name your gear uh just take a moment let's think about why we're doing that and if if you're comfortable with that and you don't uh if you feel pretty confident that it's not in any sort of a pervy unnecessary kind of gross sort of way then like I don't know by all means it's your gear
1: I mean it varies um, by person. do you just think that like, guitars are hot and ladies are hot, then maybe maybe that's, you know, not the best way to go about it. But again, you know, it's your instrument. I mean if you're if you if you name your guitars after warrior princesses because you think they're badass, I'm totally cool with that. For some reason I'm thinking more about it. I think like thematic things like that, way less creepy. Just kind of fun. So man, I don't know. I think the naming is way less the issue. Um than some of the again some of the other pronoun innuendo language, sorry that's where I'm going that's where that's where I'm gonna land on it.
0: Right, right. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely I land on a more hands off approach in terms of like like what the line should be. I think that really comes down to intention, and I think that's what a lot of what this industry and a lot of the culture around all this comes down to is very much intention, um, not exclusively. And that's not a cop out, but uh, to shout out a good friend of the show, Mike Adams. He, uh, by and large, has named most of his instruments uh, after Star Wars characters, and I think that's super rad.
1: Yeah, that thematic thing is is awesome. I think that I mean that's way less weird to me. So I mean, I guess again, yeah. If if that's your if that's your thing, that that's cool. But think about maybe some of the other things. If you're if you're talking about your guitar like she's your girlfriend i don't know man i think that's kind of like odd
0: i think that's a little strange and unless i i think more importantly than it just simply being strange because like at the end of the day being strange isn't the worst crime we've committed um but I, I think more importantly here's something to consider is how that makes other people feel around us it's not just about it's not in the sense that just because we own it doesn't mean that what how we treat our gear and what we name it doesn't have an impact on anybody else around us and so if i go to show to a gig and like oh check out so whatever this guitar name like isn't she beautiful whatever and there's like another um uh, band like um also there to load in or whatever and uh and someone there member of that band doesn't feel comfortable with it or they feel like they're Uh, not is safe anymore in the venue or, you know, that's that kind of mentality of we've got to be mindful of who's around us and be inclusive and accommodating and make sure that everybody feels welcome.
1: Yeah. And just remember that things like little things add up with people. And especially when someone doesn't know you, I mean, you can be a great person, but if somebody doesn't know that and the only thing that they had to judge you on are um, some very small actions, I mean that's that's literally all they have. Like the onus is not on them to assume you're good. Um, so that's like that's not a terrible example to if if you go somewhere and you see somebody and he's like talking, not necessarily a blatantly sexual way about his instrument. I mean, just you take your your prior experiences, um, and that creates a filter by which you're going to judge that person. Just By nature, this is how implicit biases work. And if that person is associating your language with other people they've known more who have been awful to them, that's just how that's just going to trigger how they immediately feel about you and the situation that might be unfamiliar to them. Um, And I think that. You know it's unfortunate, but that's just the way that the world works. And especially women, um, it would it it would be doing ourselves a disservice sometimes to assume that people we don't know, especially men we don't know, um, are anything other than a potential risk to us. And that's unfortunate, but that is legitimately the way that women have to live their lives. Sorry for the downer.
0: No, that's fine. well, I think that's about all we have to say on the episode i I guess in conclusion, um, please don't burn me at the stake for my past choices in naming uh i I swear it's not creepy,
1: and please don't uh, please don't send me negative hate mail if you named your guitar after a lady or call it a she sometimes.
0: yeah, we're not here to throw everybody into the bus or to make everybody feel bad. We just want everybody to think about things.
1: Yeah. And we want to talk through our thoughts a little bit.
0: Speaking of talking through thoughts, uh, if you haven't done so already, please join our Facebook community. It's the get offset podcast page or it's a group rather. And uh, yeah, share with us your thoughts.
1: Yeah. Join the group. The group is fun.
0: Join the group, share us your cat memes, share us uh, anything that makes you laugh, happy, sad about this community. That's uh, We've got a great group of folks that have joined already and some, some friendly faces. All we ask is that any discussions that we all participate in, it's all done so from a place of respect and uh, with the intention of trying to seek mutual understanding.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, We don't
0: need everybody to agree with us. We just need everybody to to be respectful. And we what we're trying to do is start conversations like this. Start a conversation like, well, why do I name my guitar that or why do i refer to my guitars as she for instance so this is just another conversation like let's bring it up yeah and if if you have thoughts on it
1: yeah if you name your guitars after women i'd love to know why i'm like sincerely curious like yeah i'm interested
0: well with that i think it's time to call it on the episode
1: wait one thing we might still have some mount hood pedals left
0: yes Yes. Yeah, yeah 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 um so as of a couple of days ago, we had a couple of them left. And so there's only a couple left. You're going to want to jump on that because uh, I know as a fact, uh, there's at least one person who's waiting on a paycheck this upcoming week to pick theirs up. So if you want to undercut them, uh, now's your chance to do so because they're not going to stick around very long. I know that's very savage, but...
1: Oh, so savage.
0: I, I am the most savage of the savages.
1: Yeah. And I am going to say, Andrew, I wasn't sure about... Um putting a boost on that pedal because I'd never mm-hmm. had a boost pedal period. Uh, yeah. Great. Excellent choice. That I love it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I'm really happy with how it turned out and, uh, I'm really happy that the back of my head is on the boost side. So to quote,
1: <laughs> your little man done.
0: Yeah. To quote the, uh, that infamous comedy sketch, the back of your head is ridiculous.
1: I don't, I don't understand that reference.
0: Okay. You're just going to need to Google it. And if you're listening to this and you know what I just referenced, thank you for laughing. So. All right, folks. I'll put the laugh track in there. Yep. Aww. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, everyone, and thank you for listening.
1: Thanks for understanding.
0: Thank you for understanding indeed.
1: <laughs> this has been the Get Offset Podcast. Uh, sorry for the crosstalk. Um, until next time, goodbye.
0: Bye.